Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We are in the dog days of summer. (laughs) It is so hot that even the fire pit is too hot right now. And I love it. It is just the best. And then over the weekend, when we were doing s'mores, it was just sweaty hot. And so we had to turn down the fire pit. And after about an hour of that, it started to sprinkle and it never full on rained. But oh my goodness, it felt so good just to feel the raindrops on our hot bodies. We ended up packing everything up and going inside and realized it was almost 11 o'clock. So I thought I should probably put my seven-year-old to bed. Does anyone else with older kids find that they do things with their youngest that they would never have tolerated with their older kids. I'm guessing it's not just me. In fact, I remember when Brennan was a baby, probably eight months old. He was our first child. So I wasn't even pregnant with Mackenzie yet. And we lived in my cousin's basement while my husband went to physical therapy school. And they had kids that were they were like 10 years ahead of their in their life than we were. So their kids were all um you know like 10 years older there but they had five kids. So they had like a 2-year-old, a 6-year-old, a 8-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 14-year-old. And I remember their kids would come home from school at 3:30 in the afternoon and it was like a stampede running through the house cuz we remember we were in the basement. And then we would put Brennan into bed at eight o'clock on the dot. Like that child was so scheduled. He ate at seven, 11, four, and seven. He nursed every single day at those four times and then woke up at 7 a.m. and went to bed at 8 p.m. It was like clockwork. And it made our life really easy, honestly. <laughs> Very predictable and so easy to schedule life around. And I remember when one night it was, I don't know, nine o'clock at night or something like that. And we heard all this noise upstairs in my cousin's apartment with all of her five or their house with their five kids. And we were in the basement. And I remember looking at Sean and saying, kind of with like a snooty tone, when our kids are that age, we're still going to put them to bed at eight o'clock, right? And he looked at me and said, obviously, and now we are living that life. And we just laugh because we're like, wasn't that cute how we thought we would have control? (laughs) We have zero control now. And when your kids are older, our oldest is 14 and then our second oldest is 12 and then it's 10 and then seven, you kind of straddle two different worlds. Like we have our teen and preteen and then we have the little boys that are 10 and seven, and they're sort of in their own world. But then the teen and preteen are in this other world. And you're kind of standing on both sides of the worlds together, which is glorious because you get to enjoy 
the little innocent baby years with the seven-year-old and then the just beautiful naivety of a 10-year-old. And then you're getting to do all these really fun, cool things with your teen and preteen that the other ones wouldn't even understand and you didn't even know would be so cool. Anyway, was just thinking about that, how things when when you're a new parent versus in the middle of parenting versus what I'm sure it's going to be experiencing similar things like that all along the way. But wanted to share with you something that I was thinking about when it comes to the model. Now, I've shared this with my member community. And if you're in my member community, you've heard me say, I see models everywhere, literally in everything, in music, in movies, in my own mind all day long. In fact, I was feeling super anxious and insecure over the weekend, which usually tells me I'm about to get my period. (laughs) And I was right. And I was cleaning up the house. And I remember thinking, what model am I taking action from right now? (laughs) And just, I mean, I I can just see models running through my brain all day long. And when, when I'm doing sales and marketing for my network marketing business in particular, I'm always thinking, what model is my prospect taking action from right now? And I try to figure out what like what they what could be preventing them from taking action and playing around with it that way it's really fascinating to me anyway one of the things that i teach you about the model is that your thoughts are always what are causing your results now if you're not familiar with the model the model is hyphenated to or abbreviated to ctfar Circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. It was created by Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School. That's where I am certified through as a certified life coach and in master coach training, getting my PhD in life coaching currently. And in the model, what we believe and what we teach is that anything that happens to you in your life is your circumstance. Then you have a thought about it. This is where your brain decides what it means about you, if it's good, if it's bad. And then that signals the release of hormones and um, chemicals in your brain that cause a vibration in your body that we call emotions. And I believe that emotions are the navigation system that God has given us to tell us which way to go. And we always take action from our feelings. So if you're feeling anxious, you're going to take action differently than if you're feeling excited. If you're feeling anxious, you might be avoiding doing something. If you're excited, you might be diving in head first doing something. The actions are what your behavior is, right? If you're avoiding going live on Facebook because you're afraid of what people will think of you. If you are overworking or if you are um if you are feeling burnout it's not because of overworking burnout is a feeling and it comes from a thought like i shouldn't be doing it this way or i feel so exhausted now i feel so exhausted you might be thinking well doesn't that go in the feeling line not necessarily burnout goes in the feeling line probably because you are thinking i'm so exhausted And there's the feeling of being tired 
And then thinking I'm so exhausted is different. Now, exhausted is also a feeling, but when we're dealing with burnout, sometimes it it shows up in that way in those two places. Anyway, from your actions, it always delivers your results. And so what I teach to my members and what I teach to you here on the podcast is that anything that you are thinking is always going to be a direct reflection of the result in your life. So if you're thinking, I'm stuck, your result is always going to be something like, I don't move forward or I create, uh, I, I, I don't create my own success, right? Where if you're thinking something like, I show up like if you're if you're wanting in your result line I create my own success or I show up for myself then we have to figure out what you need to believe on the daily to create that result and it's not as easy as just thought swapping and creating an intentional model your unintentional model is just your brain having a free for all thinking whatever it's thinking just sort of like walking around Uh, like a toddler. And then an intentional model is where you decide what you want to think. But it is more than just deciding what you're going to think. It is deciding what you're going to believe because your brain is so smart. It cannot be fooled. So if you don't believe that you are possible, that you are, that success is possible for you, then if you just start walking around saying, I am successful, I am worthy, but you don't actually believe those things, then you can say those things, but your brain in the background is like, you're such a liar. We are not successful. We can't even do this. It's like the salesman in your brain that's trying to convince you of what it really believes because your brain always wants to be right more than it wants to be wrong. So, I was thinking, since I see models everywhere, I was remembering this movie that came out when I was in middle school called The Craft. And it just like literally had this jolt of aha moment for me because all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, this is just like the model. Whatever you think is what you get in your result. And so whatever you are thinking right now, it is what is creating the result in your bank account. It's what is creating the result in your marriage. It's creating the result as a parent, as a business owner, at your relationship with God and religion or whatever it is for you, Christianity, whatever. Whatever you are thinking and believing right now is what is giving you your current result. If you don't want your current result, then through compassion and acceptance of self and then curiosity of what else could be true, And what else you want to believe through changing your own beliefs, that's how you change your results. This is why I believe everyone needs a coach. And if you don't have a coach, I would love to be your coach. My program is one that that you have told me has saved your marriage, has brought you out of depression, has and and there there are things that like clinical depression or or um 
uh, trauma recovery that a therapist would be a better fit for you. But I would love to be the life coach in your life because it is one of my favorite things in my whole life to help you change your results by helping you decide what you want to believe and helping you find those bridge thoughts in between so that you can change your beliefs because it's something that takes rewiring your brain. And that is something that I am all in to help you do. And I know how to do it and we can get you a different result. So this movie, The Craft, you may have seen it. It was something came out in 1996 and it was about American teenagers. It was a horror film and it was about these high school girls that were witches, right? Like witchcraft, but it was called The Craft. I remember it was just this like super trendy movie and all my friends and I would watch it and we would watch it at Halloween time and things like that. Anyway, in the movie, the plot had this, you know, beautiful, troubled teenage girl with unusual abilities, right? And she had like just moved from San Francisco to Los Angeles with her dad and her stepmom, which of course at the time I had a dad and I, that I was living with and my stepmom. So instantly I was like, yes, I'm the beautiful girl. And I was living right outside of San Francisco. So I just had all of these things in common with this movie in my mind, right? And I was at a new school. I had just moved to a brand new school because I went to... Ele- I was born in California, but then I, my parents got divorced and I stayed with my dad in kindergarten. And then I moved to Utah first through fifth grade. And then my mom moved to Taiwan. She was a flight attendant. My dad didn't want me to move to Taiwan. So I moved to California in sixth grade, which would have been like 1995, I think. So like a year later, this movie came out and I was like, this is my life. Please bless that I'm the pretty girl in the movie. I don't know if anyone else grew up thinking these things, but I sure did. So anyway, at her new school, she became friends with a group of girls who were sort of like the outcasts for lots of different uh, reasons, but mostly because they were rumored to be witches, right? And so, um, like one of the girls, she had scars from an, from like a car accident. And another one of the girls lived in a trailer with her mom and abusive stepdad. And then, um, one of the other girls was African American and she was, um, like a lot of people bullied her because of racism and, um, by, by this group of like really popular Caucasian girls and the girls, um, they the the girls in the outcast group that this girl the troubled teenager from San Francisco that just moved to Los Angeles the one that was like had the mom and the step or the stepmom and the dad anyway these girls they they worshipped this like this other god or whatever that I don't even remember the name of the the god that they worship but it was just like this witchcraft thing right and um and so anyway um Sarah the new girl she ends up like falling like has a crush on this really popular boy and when the one of the girls was like one of the girls in class was like levitating a pencil like i just remember that like one of the girls was levitating a pencil and um and or Sarah was like the new girl was like levitating a pencil. And one of the girls in the witchcraft group was like, Oh my gosh, this is our fourth witch. We have to let her in. It's completing the air, water, earth, fire circle, and it's going to make us all powerful. Anyway, long story short, the girls eventually cast spells 
on all of the popular girls. And one of the things that they realize is that whatever they put out as witches, they will get back tenfold. And one of the girls in the group becomes super power hungry. And so they, they like do this like invocation of the spirit. And again, this is just a made up movie, but, um, they said like, if you do it, be warned because basically you are like causing all of the, you know, the wind, air, fire, um, earth, like you're, you're making the powers of the universe that much stronger. And so the spells that the girl girls cast eventually lead to super negative consequences. Um, like one of the girls, like the lead girl, Bonnie, she like became this like super aggressive, like narcissistic girl. And, um, one of the, one of the girls, like they caught, they, they cause one of the really popular girls to like lose all of her hair. And she finds her like in the shower at school after gym, like all of her hair is falling out and she's crying. And, um, and there's just, there's just all these other things that basically like the four witches in this outcast group, like they cast all these spells on all these girls that they, that they hate because they don't include them. And so they put out all the, these like evil spells into the world. And then all of a sudden it all comes back to them tenfold. And so all the spells that they put out end up coming, falling back on them. And like their own, like one, like the one girl who had the burn scars, they use witchcraft to get rid of the burn scars. But then when they took advantage of this power that they had, they um, they like got it back tenfold. And so I was thinking about how um, with... And, and I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying that the model is witchcraft. Please don't hear me say that. That's not what I'm saying. I was just thinking about how in the movie, like when you put things into... When you, when you put things out into the world, it's going to create a result in your life. And so if you're putting out negative things about yourself or about the people around you or about your marriage or your business, you're going to get it back tenfold in your result. And so, for example, if you think I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or nobody likes me or um, like one of my clients this week that I was coaching, she said, you know, I'm so pathetic. and if we choose to believe these things about ourselves, and if you are thinking it, that means you believe it. And it's just a sentence in your head and it goes in your thought line in the CTFAR model. And your beliefs about yourself are powerful. They are either creating the life that you want or they are keeping you from it. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing like, oh, I'm creating or I'm not creating. But you are moving in one direction or the other. And so as I was thinking about this movie, and again, I haven't watched it since I was in high school, possibly since middle school when it first came out. But I was thinking how when we put out negative beliefs about ourselves, our business, our marriage, our kids even... Like, do you have a child that's yours or even like your kid's friends where you're like, oh, their friends are just horrible. Or even like, uh, I went to a conference last year and one of the coaches on stage, she talked about how she's just decided 
Like her kids are young, like mine. They're like the same ages of mine, like 14, 12, 10, seven ish, right around there. And she said, I've just decided that I'm just going to love my, like, I just know that I'm going to have the most amazing daughter in laws and son in laws. She's like, I've just decided. And I thought, that is so powerful. That's the energy that she's putting out into the universe. And I don't know about you, but with young children, sometimes I worry like, oh my gosh, I hope I hope my kids, like, I hope I really like the people that my kids marry. And I hope that we can have an amazing life. And when I heard her say that, I was like, I'm just going to give myself permission to just believe that that's what's going to happen. Because the cool thing about that is it's so easy for me to believe that right now, which means I'm going to create it. If I'm believing it, I'm just 100% going to... It's going to show up in my result line 20, to, 20 years down the road, 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, whenever my kids start getting married, right? So this is the power that we have. And it's not witchcraft or anything crazy. It is literally the power of your mind. It's what God gave you to give you a connection to him, right? Your thoughts connect you to God. It connects you to yourself. It connects you to the human beings around you. It creates emotions inside of your body. It's how we feel the Holy Ghost. It is how we know what is right and what is wrong, what is which way we want to go and which way we don't want to go. And our thoughts are all our own. No one can know what we are thinking if we don't want them to. No one can change what we believe about ourselves and the world unless we allow them to. It is one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given us. And so I hope that by listening to this podcast today, that you will have a greater awareness of what you are currently believing about yourself, what is cre- what it is creating for you right now in your life, in your business, in your bank account, in your family relationships, in your friendships. And if you are not satisfied with those things, I want to invite you to one, have compassion for yourself and love and acceptance for yourself wherever you are in the process. And two, begin to get curious about why you're believing it and what else could be true. And is it possible that something else could be true? And if it were, what would it be? Because whatever you put out into the universe in your thoughts is what you're going to get back tenfold in your results. And that is the best news ever because it means that you have all the power along with what God wants to give you. And that is endless. He wants you to have everything that you want, not in a greedy way, not in an unrighteous way. He wants you to have all the good that you desire so that you can go out and make the world a better place. And that is what I want to leave you with today. Have the most amazing day. Bye, guys. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank. 
at emilygibsoncoaching.com. 